Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast. Richard Lane with you here on Thursday, January the 19th. This week we're focusing on abortion, a difficult topic not discussed enough, but central for reproductive health for women of all ages across the world. We publish online and in a future issue of the Lancet important new data about the prevalence of abortion worldwide, differences between countries, different regions of the world, and also the authors of the paper from the Guttmacher Institute and from the World Health Organization use the data to assess the global trend in safe abortions. This is a key issue clearly in women's reproductive health. Let's hear highlights from a press conference held in London where the paper was launched and it is introduced by The Lancet's editor Dr Richard Horton. Welcome everybody. Abortion is a subject that nobody wants to talk about. At the United Nations, at foundations, within governments, abortion is ignored, marginalised, stigmatised. And yet it is absolutely central to the health of women worldwide. This paper provides an important opportunity for us to re-emphasize the issue of unsafe abortion around the world and to draw attention to the centrality of reproductive health in the lives of all women in the world today. So let me introduce our first author of this paper, Gilda Sedge, who's going to take us through the main results of this paper. I am Gilda Sedge. I'm here from the Guttmacher Institute. The work that I'm going to present is the result of a collaboration with researchers at the World Health Organization. And I want to acknowledge one of my co-authors, Iqbal Shah, from the WHO, who's also here and who I expect is going to be helping me answer questions as they come up. And I also want to thank The Lancet um, for putting the paper through a very rigorous peer review process and um, for hosting this event. This presentation is going to be less than 15 minutes long. I'm not going to go science heavy, but I can answer questions, more detailed questions if they come up. So basically, the objectives of this research were to estimate the global, regional, and sub-regional abortion rates, um, that is, abortion incidents across the world, and to examine trends in abortion by comparing our findings with estimates that had been published previously for 1995 in 2003, and those estimates were made using the same methodology as, as we've used now. And then with these abortion rates in hand, we examined the association between the legal status of abortion and the incidence of abortion. And then finally, as with any study, once we had our findings, we looked to interpret them in the context of other relevant research. We found that the decline in the abortion rate that we had observed previously between 95 and 03 has since stalled. And this stall in abortion incidence coincides with a plateau in levels of contraceptive use that had been increasing in the prior interval. We also found that a growing proportion of all abortions are taking place in developing countries where they are generally illegal and unsafe. And we found that restrictive abortion laws are not associated with lower abortion rates. The findings lead naturally to the recommendation that greater investment in family planning is needed to break this stall and to reduce unintended pregnancy rates and the abortions that they lead to. In 1995, worldwide, there were 35 abortions for every 1,000 women of reproductive age. That's for every 1,000 women aged 15 to 44. And roughly, this rate of 35 means that about 3.5% of all women had an abortion in 1995. The abortion rate was higher in the developed world at 39 compared to the rate in the developing world. By 2003, we had seen a decline in the abortion rates in each of these, each of these angles. Worldwide, the rate fell to 29. The abortion rate fell more sharply in the developed world 
than in the developing world, such that the rate was by 2003 lower in the developed world than in the developing world. And now we have found that as of 2008, the abortion rate has held steady. That is the first piece of our key finding. The rate had fallen more sharply in the developed world, as I've already mentioned, and that was driven in good measure by a sharp decline in abortions in Eastern Europe. When we put these findings, our findings together with UN estimates of contraceptive prevalence, we were able to see a, a correspondence. Now we'll go um, briefly through the, the levels and trends in each of the major regions of the world. And I'll start with Latin America, where we see some of our highest abortion rates. And you can see this decline followed by more or less a plateau. And in the paper, we describe the certainty intervals we have around some of these MS estimates and where we can note that a difference is considerable or not. You can see a similar trend in Africa, and you can see also that the rates are comparable in these two developing regions. The same goes for Asia. In fact, the line for Asia lies on top of the line for Africa for some part of this time. And now I'll bring in the first developed region, that's North America, and you can again see that the rate here is in North America is considerably lower than in the developing regions. I'm going to bring in the rates for the different parts of Europe separately instead of bringing all of Europe in as one region because there's such heterogeneity within Europe. First, I'm bringing in Western Europe, and Western Europe has the lowest abortion rates in the world, both as a subregion and even when you look at some of the, the specific countries. Northern Europe uh, has uh, also relatively low uh, abortion rates, although higher than Western Europe. According to the UN definition of regions, the UK is part of Northern Europe. The rate in the UK is about 16 abortions for every 1,000 women of reproductive age. And then when we bring in Southern Europe, it gets a little bit difficult to distinguish one line from the other, but Southern Europe is in light blue, and you can begin to see that decline in, a, in the earlier period and the plateau in the more recent period. The line is a little bit more steep for Southern Europe, and that's because of the Southern European countries that were formerly part of the Soviet Union. That brings me to Eastern Europe. There was a very sharp decline in the abortion rate there. The rate has flattened, plateaued, um, even in Eastern Europe, and at a level that's higher than in any of the developed, developing or developed regions of the world. So we estimated abortion rates in all of the major subregions within these major regions. And I'm not going to go through those exhaustively. I'm just presenting here the rates across the subregions in Africa as kind of an illustrative example. And the rest are in the paper and are available if you have questions about them. The reason I'm putting Africa up is partly because that's where we have the greatest heterogeneity. And these are just the rates in 2008. I don't want to inundate you, so I didn't give you trends. And that some of the highest abortion rates in the world are in also in Africa. In Eastern and Middle Africa, the rates are 38 and 36 per thousand women of reproductive age. The lowest uh, subregional rate in Africa is in Southern Africa, where there are about 15 abortions for every thousand women of reproductive age. What's also notable about Southern Africa is that's where we've seen the sharpest decline in Africa. The rate was um, there were 19 abortions for every thousand women in 1995. The rate went up a bit in 2003 and has now fallen. We measured the incidence of safe and unsafe abortion separately and then put them together. And what we saw is that the proportion of all abortions that are unsafe worldwide has increased since 1995. Back then, 44% of all abortions were unsafe. And as of 2008, 49% of all abortions were unsafe. And you can also see from this graphic that the 
the majority of unsafe abortions are taking place in the developing world. 95 to 97% of all abortions in Latin America and in Asia are unsafe. There are too few unsafe abortions to measure in North America, that essentially all abortions are safe. The unsafe abortions in Europe are largely concentrated in Eastern Europe, where most abortions are safe, but there are still some unsafe abortions. The WHO estimates that 13% of all maternal deaths are still attributable to unsafe abortion, as in the past. Um, and virtually all of these deaths occur in the developing world. Each year, about 8.5 million women experience complications from unsafe abortion that require medical attention, and 3 million of these women do not receive any care. These are some of the quantified health consequences of unsafe abortion, not measured in a systematic way, or some of the other costs of unsafe abortion. They reduce women's productivity, they pose economic burdens on families and on healthcare systems, and in the extreme, they leave children motherless. As I said, we compared the abortion rates in subregions that are characterized by liberal abortion laws with the abortion rates in regions where most countries have restrictive laws. You've got subregions where all abortion laws are liberal, but Western Europe, uh, Northern Europe, and Northern America. So the abortion rate is actually lower in subregions uh, characterized by liberal laws compared to the subregions characterized by restrictive abortion laws. That's not to say that these laws lead to lower or higher abortion rates. Our findings on abortion rates across the subregions and over time add to the evidence that abortion rates are especially strongly correlated with trends in contraceptive use. Abortion laws tend to be restrictive in developing countries. Uh, the majority of abortions in developing countries are unsafe. And some people, many people, have posited that those abortions are unsafe because they're happening in very poor countries with very weak healthcare systems. And that is true, and that's important. But again, here I'm bringing in evidence from other research that indicates that even within developing countries, illness and death from unsafe abortion have declined where abortion laws have been liberalized. We have more evidence relative to other countries for South Africa where the abortion law was liberalized in 1997. And in South Africa, the annual number of abortion-related deaths within three years after liberalization of the law fell by about 90%. The law was liberalized more recently in Nepal, and we don't have nationally representative information, but from one large-scale study, it was or in one large-scale study, it was observed that abortion-related complications uh, fell by about half. The law reform in Ethiopia is also fairly recent, and we don't. And nationally, representative data are not available. Also, it takes a while for a change in law to to translate into a change in service provision. But even in Ethiopia, in one large hospital study, abortion complications um, measured as a relative to all live births decreased by about seventy percent. Regardless of the legal status of abortion in any setting, the provision of post-abortion care is not illegal, and post-abortion care should be expanded to help us minimize the consequences of unsafe abortion where unsafe abortions are prevalent. The evidence also suggests that restrictive abortion laws are not having the impact that they're meant to have. Probably people on both sides of the abortion debate would agree that fewer abortions are better. It's worth looking into more effective methods to achieve that aim. I'm sure you'll agree some very important data there. Thanks to everyone involved in this week's podcast and thank you all for listening. See you next time.